once again to tea and sympathy where two still American ladies talk about <laughs> drinking tea and watching British television shows. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Sarah. And I am another host, <laughs> Melissa. We um, we're back. Um, we, and we back and we back and we back. <laughs> and so much has happened, but before we get into that, um, we are still around on Twitter at the handle T, the letter T and Sympathy Pod. You can find us online at tandsympathypod.com, which has been updated, so hmm. it still exists. Um, you can email us at the word T, T-E-A and sympathypod at gmail.com. And we're still on Facebook and I believe being swamped by sock puppet account. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just say, either we are extremely popular in Nigeria or there's a problem there, but I'm not. I think there's a problem there as well. Not yeah. that we would be popular in Nigeria, but that I don't think those are real people. Um, I don't think they are either. And also I've seen our stats and as we're in uh, many, many countries, but um, Nigeria is not, so. <laughs> not one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but I mean, know. if you are real, if you are real and you follow us on Facebook, like leave a message, like put post up, you know, if you, it, it, I love the names too. I always feel like they're like, uh, patience fortitude. Yes. They feel like 17th century British names. I love them. Clemency, Verity, Prudence. Mm. Yeah, Clemency is great. Um, Anyway, if you're a sock puppet or a real person, we're on (laughs) facebook.com slash tea and sympathy pod. And then um, to update you. This is exciting. I'm really, I'm I'm pumped for this (laughs) announcement. I'll be quiet. Go ahead. Uh, you can find us at our podcasting home on Podbean and also on Apple Podcasts, Google mm. Podcasts, mm. Spotify, mm. Amazon Music, oh. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, oh. or wherever else fine podcasts are sold. That's amazing. I think we're I on Pandora too, where we were. I don't know what kind of sorcery you did, but that's amazing. Well, Podbean has updated their, um, some of their features and it's a lot easier mm. to submit your feed to different. Oh, yeah. So you mean we didn't have to bribe people with our non-sponsor money? Non-advertise. No. Okay, cool. No. And, um, you know, Apple podcast, we're on all these like, I don't know, like cast over and castro and all these other <laughs> different services now so <laughs> anywhere you're looking castro the uh chosen podcasting app of cuba Sorry. <laughs> yeah we're probably not on that one but topical anyway uh i guess we're calling this now season three yeah <laughs> um and I regret to inform you that this is not a post-pandemic season. It is yeah, it's not a third wave season. So I guess that's appropriate. Yeah. I don't know what wave of the pandemic, feminism, or ska that we're in, but <laughs> we're, in, <laughs> we're in season three of the podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, I was um I I was listening to our um albeit abbreviated but no less exciting season two episodes and just sort of like shaking my head being like can can you tell like the last one particularly which I was publishing it and I was like nobody has to listen to this (laughs) like it's just all over but you can really tell like it was a week after the election we had both done poll yeah stuff yeah (laughs) the exhaustion was real and true the exhaustion was uh, palpable. I, uh, 100%, I was like, I don't, uh, am I using words? Yeah. And then, um, the one where we discussed Enola Holmes, I don't think we, the movie was out yet, but we nope. talk about just being excited to watch. It. Yep. It has since come out and gone and has been replaced. I mean, that, that it was, a, it was good. I yeah. watched it. It was enjoyable, yeah. but it came, it came, it, went as fast as it came I guess that it you know yeah it definitely wasn't or maybe it was again it was long enough ago that like I don't remember you know was it were people talking about it on Netflix for a while I don't know I don't know and it was a bit it was a huge cast yeah I mean I love it was like a show moment Henry Cavill, pow. Franklin, mm. pow. Mm-hmm. Alabam Connor, pow. Kazam, Kazam. Millie yeah. Bobby Brown, crane, boom. boom. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I think people people were just not in the place for. <laughs> I don't know. I really time, like really 2019, 2020. Like what what happened when? I don't know. I still don't know. I have, I have no idea. Do you remember? Like, I mean, I, I watched it because everyone watched it. I wasn't particularly obsessed with it, but like, I mean, Tiger King, dear God, that that happened. That seems like a very long time ago. That seems like 17 years ago. <laughs> it really did. And I, it was only three years ago or a year and a half ago. Who's to say? Well, here we are in the interlude between what we thought was the waves of the end and yeah i don't know there's still time to pull this one out everybody so <laughs> get your shit together yeah jesus no god explicit rating for that i mean worth it my god people what are we hey wow we're both fully vaxxed so that's a change from the first episode of season two yeah. And the and the second episode of season two. Yeah, well, even the last one. Fully vaxxed. Yeah, it wasn't available. It was yeah, full, fully vaxxed and uh still wearing masks because there are people who are not. You know, like I'm I'm sick of, I'm sick of wearing it too, but I you know I went I went to get my my gels done yesterday and I, I mm. I masked up because I just don't, I don't know. It's It's so, it's arbitrary now. Like, you know, people, I think people are starting to put their signs back up. Like we suggest a mask, but like people have a hard time with, um, you know, having to make their own decisions. Yeah. I mean, I, because again, I'm, you know, simultaneously paranoid and also I, 
Like I don't, wearing a mask in the summer in the South is not great, Um, but I also feel I like the idea of wearing a mask and that I don't have to talk to people. And especially in the South where strangers love to talk to each other. Um, (laughs) I never really stopped wearing them in public spaces where I don't, my, my like, my metric is like, if I don't know who is breathing on me, I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. And I've since flown. I mean, I've got, I've, I've flown, which was very, I mean, I would love to say it was like super exciting, but honestly, flying is traveling on a plane. Flying is exactly the same as it was before, (laughs) just with masks and people, uh, disobeying flight attendants. Was everybody, did everybody behave pretty well on your flight experience? Mm, Yeah, we didn't have any misbehaviors. We definitely did have, I I will say, kudos to air attendants. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, they're not, uh, they're not fucking around. Mm -hmm. Um, They have zero, if they even for a minute catch a slipping, they will tell you to put your mask on. and, And for the most part, people do it. I have a um an in-person meeting for work next week and um I'm look I'm like looking forward to it asterisk and I say that because I, you know I've never met you know 95% of my coworkers in person and yeah um I thought I thought this was like we were getting getting rolling you know back to somewhat yeah normal. yeah and now I feel like it's all right like we're slipping it in before things well get bad again but they just they just sent us an email yesterday saying if you're not vaccinated please attend virtually and then that's really interesting that you say that because we have a uh we in like August and so not next week but the week after I think we had I wasn't ever going to go for a multitude of reasons um uh, but we had an in we had an in-person one and they just uh said we're moving it all to virtual please you know work with your managers to get your monies refunded yeah i'm they've they've been great about it they're you know if you there's the virtual option from the get-go and, you know, they said, if you change your mind at the last minute, no one's going to be mad. It's going to be totally fine. You know, they're just, because you have to be, you have to be flexible, but. Be fl- yeah. Ours was also, you could always be, to be honest, the reason I didn't go um, was because par- they sent out sort of like the loose, not like guidelines or rules, but it was essentially like we're, not requiring you to get a vaccine and we are also not going to require you to wear a mask in the office and I was like well no I'm not interested in being around people who are unvaccinated not wearing a mask so that was was my personal choice and so I chose to be virtual next week I will be I'm glad they required the the vaccination but then we'll also all be wearing masks the whole time yeah. we're inside together and I just I'm like <laughs> we have are you having meeting. flashbacks to pole working where your ears just hurt for 
12 yeah. hours a day. Well, yeah. Like, I, you know, being around people, like in the same room with people, like that, that appeals to me. But I'm also not, there's a, there's another meeting later in the fall um, across the other side of the country. And like, I'm just not going to go that far to wear a mask all day. And I just would rather stay home and be virtual, I guess. But yeah, I feel ya. I feel ya. Uh, yeah. Are you drinking tea? Um, I'm drinking coffee today, but tell me about your tea. I just finished my tea standard, you know, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a consistent girl, consistent lady had my, my berries with my three sugars and milk over the winter. We, um, tried the, I believe it's Yorkshire biscuit tea. Oh, right. It's supposed to taste. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that was that only the winter? I remember you ordered. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And nice. it's it's really it truly does taste like digestive biscuits and tea. And it 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 seems like it would be. I think you would like it because you like um, sugar and milk in your tea, and it's kind yeah. of sweetness, but it's not like a a fakey. You know how sometimes tea flavors. Sound I mean, I yeah. It's so funny whenever people hear I'm into tea, they're always like, oh, talk to me about like Ruibos. I'm like, no, 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 no. When I say I'm into tea, I mean, I order it in large quantities from Ireland. Just <laughs> black tea. That's all. Just black tea. All I want in this life. Well, yeah. today we're talking about... Um, a show that we sort of that I found sort of I accidentally love it, and um, <laughs> I think it's. I'm gonna say I think the show was like built in a lab to. I have a suspicion for um, pensioners and Us. people who, yeah, <laughs> and people who like long for the days of your aka. <laughs> The privations of wartime, which I don't really understand, but um, yeah. regardless, it is, it is, the show is called Home Fires, which I keep reading as home fries. Oh my-, my God, you too. I wrote that. I keep every, I re- cannot stop reading it as home fries. Uh, I found it on, it's on uh, Prime Video and isn't it? It's Prime Video. Yeah, yes. it is on Prime. Um, so it is free to you if you have Prime, and um, it's a masterpiece, a PBS masterpiece is how it got to the U.S., I believe, and um, it's a British period television drama about the life of women's institute members on the home front during the Second World War um, in England, it goes without saying, and this show is set in a rural Cheshire community called Great Paxford. <laughs> and, love it, love, uh, I mean, I love the fictional name. In the UK, it was produced by ITV and launched in 2015. And there are two seasons, which we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, the first series starts in September 1939, and then um, the second season ends like late 1940. So, okay, so this show was based on a nonfiction book called Jam Busters. Which, can we just, I need to stop here and talk, like, okay. I get, I, uh, I don't want to like, crit- <laughs> that's a stupid, I mean, the, the, the title of the book is dumb, but I get it. They made jam. Uh, I get why they did not um, 
I get why they did not um, change the, I get why they changed the name for the show. However, (laughs) they don't use the word, they don't use the phrase like keeping the home fires burning at all. So like, how did you get to home fires? Why wouldn't you just call it home front? Is there another show called home front? Like, okay, well that then there's, there's that. (laughs) It's an American um, show about the U.S. during World War II. It's old. Mm, I never watched it. Um, I think Home Fires, I'm going to say, as um, a writer and literary person, (laughs) I think that it refers to not just keeping the home fires burning, but also the the passions of the people at home that were burning. Oh, okay. Interesting. um, The men were fighting. I see. I, I'm also for someone who, uh, I don't know how to put this delicately, uh, as a Jewish person, I'm, I'm, I'm acutely aware of all things World War II related. However, I am terrible at knowing the like timing of it all, because like, to me, like World War II was like, 1932 to 1940 but like in the UK it's like 1939 to 1940 and like then some people say it's like till 1945 I I just have no I have no I can ever get my bearings about like where I have no idea in what year the U.S. (laughs) was 41 Pearl Harbor yeah so Pearl Harbor was 1941 so that's like so late that's the thing is it's like that I think that's the thing like I think most Jewish people uh generally sort of start thinking about that time period in the very early 30s because that's when things got you know started to get real dark yeah uh so it's like to us it's like 41 like what (laughs) where are you doing the war in Europe started in 1939 in the 30s and then um the battle of britain was in june no july august summer of 1940 i'm i'm admit yeah like like i said i'm not good (laughs) and then i I get very confused well the u.s entered the war in 1941 and then um d-day was june 1944 and then the war ended in 1945 when japan so there's ve day and then there was vj day so that's your timeline you're quick and dirty World War, World War II. Timeline. But thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so Jam Busters is a book, and I did order it, but I haven't started reading it yet. Um it I... looks like it's out like of print, or at least not it's not widely available and I had trouble. I mean, I didn't have trouble getting it because Amazon exists horrible as it is, but um no. I was able to get it. So I'll, I'll read it at some point. And then there are, there are also books available that continue the series um, after the end of the events that happen on TV. Yeah, I don't, I, I'll leave it to you. <laughs> well, I probably won't. I, I don't know. I may read them, but anyway, let's talk about who's in the show. Yeah. I, I, I was excited about someone that um, you, uh, like I, I, so I was, I 
Fenella Woolgar, A, great British name. B, she's in Call the Midwife. And that's one of my, the all-time goodies, which I feel, you don't watch that, which blows my mind. I don't. It blows my mind. I know. That's I like, mean, that is the best. It's like one of the it's a, it's a cream of the crop British television show. Well, let me ask you, though, because I'm not, and you know, nobody because you're the right person for me to ask. But yeah. I, I'm not interested in like midwifery shows about, shows about like longing for children. And- yeah, it's not about that. OK, you know, it's kind of like I, I sort of equate it to. um uh, Call the Midwife is to midwifery as the spri- the Sopranos is to uh, the mafia. Okay, like it's it's the structure. Like it's not not about the mafia. It's but there's no there's no. I mean, trust me. I I it's it's I, if it's I'm on record as being. I I don't like it. Uh, I'm on record as being, I'm not, a, I, I, if it were about longing for children, I would not be watching it at all. Okay. Well, I didn't um, think so, but, you know. It is, it is, it is honestly so good. So heartwarming makes it sound almost like too, it's too, heartwarming is too trite. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is like it it's just it's just such a good show you can go from like you will I you literally cry every single episode (laughs) in a good way like in a in a like it's it's just a spectacularly written show and it's very um emotional but like not in a it's it's really good and like sure there's like they're also they're like nurses like they're 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 not just midwives they're like nurses for this town so I I love it it's so good (laughs) plus like it's got great you know got a great cast it's got uh the earlier cast has uh Miranda Hart in it Miranda Hart is in it uh the I think person who um it's got a great cast it's got a great cast um Miriam Margulies joins in later casts and she's amazing and I love her so um yeah I I feel like anyways Fenella Woolgar is in it and she's great I feel like a lot of people who um watch Downton Abbey will recognize Lady Lady Rosamond. Lady Rosamond. I love her so much. I love her voice. And you probably will also recognize Francesca Annis, um, who is in a lot of things and for a time, for a long time, was married to Ray Fiennes. Um, was she? Yes. I don't, well, I don't, they were either married or together for, they were together for a long time. Interesting. Yeah. And um, Fenella Wolgar, and then I'm looking up who Claire Rushbrook is. I don't, oh, she was, ha, she was in Enola Holmes. Oh, look at that. It all comes full circle. Full circle. Who was she in Home Fries? 
<laughs> home front. Oh, Pat Sims. Oh, Pat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we're going to talk about Pat Sims. We're going to oh. talk. We got to talk about Pat. So the structure of, of home fires, to give you an overview, to suck you in more than we have already, is that there's this little village, Great Paxford, and the Women's Institute there, which was a just a ladies' group, and they they're built, designed, whatever, founded to do community service and things like that, and it still exists. Um, it actually started in Canada and then like came back to the homeland to the UK. Um, uh, just to just to connect it even further, uh, that. On one of the one of the Great British Bake Off series, didn't the one of the bakers was in the WI? Oh yeah, totally. That one, makes sense. Uh, the one who was in for uh, uh, Bingate, Diana. Here we are, <laughs> bringing um, it all home. Diana. Um, that makes sense. So anyway, the, mm. it, it starts out with this this WI group in Great Paxford, and there's like a you know the the town the doyen of the town runs it, and there's she wants to shut it down for the duration of the war, and there's a faction that thinks that that's just crazy, and so there's a it starts out with a personality clash, and um, it kind of un, unspools from there. But as the war starts, you know everybody sort of has a a storyline. One um, you know, somebody's son, their pride and joy, their only son, you know, like wants to enlist and he's very young. Um, people get drafted, people are conscientious objectors. And then the, sh- the show is mainly about the women. Oh, you'll also recognize um, Jane, the maid from Downton Abbey who kissed Lord Grantham. <laughs> She's a <laughs> character. Every show opens with her, interestingly enough. Um, and it, it talks about, you know, what, what they're doing how they're getting by um, at home. So home fires, bringing it back. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was so, and I started watching it at first. I was not, at first I was afraid it was going to be like, so I watched Land Girls, which I discussed. I, I think. think I tried to watch that. It's not good. It's not good. Right. It seems it's such a good premise um, about women who did farming during the war. But mm-hmm. uh, oh, wait, no, I watched like Radium Girls or something. Oh, I haven't seen the Radium Girls, but or the one that built the bombs. Uh, who knows? There, I feel like there was a spate of films or shows where it was like land radium building bombs for the war etc yeah big advances for women during the war and then we um crushed did all of them yeah yeah but that's the topic for yeah, um, okay. a different podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway the uh i thought it, i was afraid it was going to be a lot like land girls which wasn't terribly well written and no shade to find people who put it together. It wasn't terribly well acted. It was kind of silly, but uh, it's really, it's good. It's very well acted. Um, This plot lines are a little, a little neat and tidy. Like, you know, things happen a bit unbelievably or implausibly, but you know, it's also a television show. So, Um, but, but it is very, (laughs) it's centered on the women's stories. And so it's great that there's all these really great actresses, um, because a lot of the men in the show are like super shitty. <laughs> You're the worst. Uh, oh man. Um, and I, I, I was kind of like, so if they're not shitty, they either die <laughs> or get some terrible others terrible fate visited upon them. Which, you know, spoiler spoiler alert. Well, there's probably going to be spoilers, but just go watch the show. Um, 
And I was kind of like, oh, this is like the flip of how it usually is. So all the women are like deeply developed and rich and multidimensional and the men are kind of flat <laughs> characters, not very well developed. Yeah. Um, so that's how it usually is, men, to watch shows. Um, yeah, um, usually yeah. it's the man focused, which, oh, tangential. Uh, I am delight. I Kevin can... Um, F himself is <laughs> delightful. I love it so much. That's not a British show, but it's very great. Uh, yeah, the men are terrible. <laughs> My um, God. You know, even the ones that you think aren't kind of turn out to be terrible. Um, yeah, or they're just like... <laughs> Or if they're not terrible, I want them to be, so like uh, for Miriam, who is the mother of the son, Miriam needs to get it, pull it together a little bit. Miriam is a little, um, she's the character that when she comes on screen, the most often I go, ugh. Yeah, I just, like, I get it. I get, look. I mean, I don't get it, but like, I just want her husband, who seems like a very nice, good man, to just be like, pull it together, man. Like, she she goes off the rails so fast. She does. It is head spinning, and she start she starts halfway over the rail. Yeah, she's already a little unscrewed when stuff starts happening and <laughs> she starts she yeah. just yeah she starts already like lo- <laughs> she starts loaded for bear and uh does not uh <laughs> like just the frantic letter right i don't know I, I, well and the, the letter writing plot was strange so they they i didn't just- understand it Somebody discovers that Miriam, who's called Mem in the show, somebody discovers that she's through a program, like she's volunteered to do this, is writing letters to soldiers. And she's, one of her friends comes in and is is for some reason dismayed to discover that Miriam is telling them in these letters, like, your mother is thinking about you or like, go home safe to your mother or whatever. And for some reason, that's like, like, astonishingly verboten. Yeah, because they're supposed to be, I don't know what she's supposed to be writing them, like. Like, stay strong. Kill some German. I like, what is she supposed to be <laughs> telling them? Kill like? some krauts. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so I, kind of- I thought it was sort of like, like, they're, you know, sort of like, I know you want to be their mother, but like, they need to be strong kind of a thing. I, I didn't really understand. I mean, that, that plot line started and ended so quickly that I was just like okay that's nice I felt like the show goes best when you just let it wash over you yes except for except for Pat Sims I am so heavily invested in Pat Sims that I think about well about her so Pat, Pat's husband, Bob, is an abusive turd. And he's so, he's such a like broadly drawn, but like he's, 
this is what I'm talking about that the show's a little bit silly. Like he's purely a villain. And he like, if you were reading a book and he, and you were reading the lines that he says, you'd be like, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no nuance there, which whatever. No. But I will say though, like I, there were some things where I was just like, um, he's not written or acted as though he is an evil genius like he's not a genius so when he figures things out I'm like nope mm -mm." (laughs) like when he figures out the whole letter writing in the grave thing I'm like no he's such a narcissist there's no way that he's such a he's such a he's such a turd and he's so self-centered and so focused on himself and his writing or whatever the hell he's trying to do. He's so focused on himself that there's no way that he would have figured something like that out. First of all, okay. Because so she's then- not, it's not like she was acting. Let me, let, let's be clear. Pat is not acting suspicious in any way. Pat, no. is, a, Pat is an angel. Also, she's not a super spy. Like... <laughs> Right. You know, first she's of all. definitely not. Yeah. So Pat is exchanging <laughs> Pat is exchanging letters with a, a Czech soldier that she who we love. Yeah, so we love him. Oh man. And they have this sort of little this romance that develops that and while and it's Bob nice. Is, while it's Bob very is nice. Oh, it's so nice. It's lovely. And then Bob unfortunately does not get blown to bits. Yeah, damn it. I really um, wanted him to die in the hospital. And, um, Pat and her soldier have figured out a way to exchange letters, leaving them in this, this hiding place. So Bob, first of all, this village is tiny. Everybody knows everybody's everything. And somehow this like six foot four man who looks with like- a limp, With a limp! With a limp! Because he's on a cane! And a cane manages to skulk around the village <laughs> following his wife, which- like, I'm sorry, no one's noticed this. And then he's like hiding bushes like he's Wiley Coyote. <laughs> yeah, I did like, I did love that. It's very <laughs> cartoonish. But anyway, I just I I can't even tell you. And I said this on Twitter that like I was like, girl, you got to stab him in his sleep. Yeah, that's then, you that's really all you have to do when he was all you had to do was put a pillow over his face in the hospital. I mean, her friend tried. I know. Give her the, the opportunity and the means to kill him. I know, my God. Uh, her friend, the doctor's wife, gives her, um, she calls it the remedy. Um, she's like, oh, this will help Bob. And what she, she's giving him. Because he initially has a, he, she. It's also, just poison him. She could have poisoned him. She gives him bad fish accidentally and he oh, gets right. sick. She gives him food poisoning on purpose to give herself a break. What? Do you think she gives it on purpose? Oh. Yes, she definitely I did. I did not see. I didn't pick up on that. There you yeah, have she it. Checked the, she checked the fish first to make sure it was bad. Oh, I might have too. I might have uh, missed that split second. Whatever. And then her, her neighbor, um, who is the doctor's wife, cottons on to what's going on that Bob is turned and 
um, gives her this, gives Pat this bottle of solution. It's like, just put a spoonful in his tea every day and like, he'll get, it'll make him stronger. Well, it's, it's lithium salts and it's, it's like <laughs> medicating the F out of I him. Know. And he becomes so docile that Pat is like, why not give him more? <laughs> so she almost kills him then. I love it. I loved it so much though. I was thoroughly, I mean, I get that. I always have problems with things like show, um, how do I phrase this? With television shows that are like, you can't look back at things with a 2021 lens in the whatever, whatever. Yeah. Girls, your friend is being like abused within an inch of her life. Not, and not even always physically. How are none of you picking up on this and doing something? Like they, I, I have a real problem with the whole like, well, we don't get involved in people's business. Yar, yar, yar. I just, I, ref, I just, I refuse to like, women are women are women and women across time and if like women who are friends of this level would never just be like well it's none of my business no your friend <laughs> like yeah. how are you not doing more <clears throat> well I mean you know the lithium salts was pretty big deal <laughs> but- yeah but then I don't I mean, uh, but, but also then, um, what's your mugs? Um, <clears throat> Samantha Bond's character finds out as well. And like, you're rich. Take her in. What the hell? Well, that's true. She's the one that did get him sent to the front, at least. <clears throat> yeah. Here's, here's what I think is unrealistic about Bob. So, you know, he keeps getting like, he's a, he's a writer and a newspaper reporter or whatever. And he keeps getting jobs writing and then at one point he gets an advance on the first chapter of a novel he writes and my thing is that like I'm sorry there's no way this guy is a good writer because he's a a lunk yeah so sorry show like there's no way he goes from writing about um I don't even remember what he writes about where he first sees her speaking and loses his shit to best-selling war author yeah in a year and a half i mean suspension of disbelief i suppose but yeah also i mean i will say again another spoiler alert but like how did you like did they really not expect everyone to figure out that the husband was sleeping with the secretary when they were in the car accident and like the woman was there i that was happening from the first moment that woman was mentioned i was like well clearly this is (laughs) I mean, and and the reason is because no man on that show is decent, with the exception of the ones who are dead or sick with cancer. But anyway, oh, and the butcher and Merrick, yeah, and the butcher, yeah, Merrick and the butcher. Um, even the good one, like even the like even the son, even David irks me. I'm sorry. Which unrelated though, David, the son of Miriam and Bryn, Bryn. Yeah. Uh, Bryn, is, Bryn, Bryn. Uh, is in Attenborough. Who oh, is he really? He is. He's in Attenborough. Who? Yeah. Really? 
Also, oh my God, speaking of shitty men, which this is not, I mean, this is shitty men since the dawn of time is um, the, it's hard because there's multiple wing commanders, which is very confusing. Not the, not the wing commander who has it, has, has feelings for the vicar's wife, who again, the vicar is from Fleabag. He's, um, and Shetland. Or no, Catastrophe, not from Fleabag, Catastrophe. And Shetland. And, oh, I haven't watched that. But um, the, 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 the um, Lothario wing commander. Oh, I, yeah. You bastard. How dare you? You know. Also, that bitch with the butter. Get out of here, Mrs. Whatever. <laughs> Why doesn't someone just tell her to shut up? I, uh, well, there's always got to be one like that, right? Well, there's her and then there's the telephone operator gossip. The blonde, I hate her girl. so much. I hate her. I, that <laughs> telephone operator, uh, I hate her so much. She's another, like, very broadly drawn character. Was, like, I hate her so much. I wanted her to get her come up and since she never did. And that frustrated me. So... The thing that sucks about Home Fires is that there's two seasons of it. It was not renewed for a third season. And it, it, they, they clearly did not know that that was not happening. <laughs> because at the end of the series... Um, it ends on a cliffhanger. It ends on a cliffhanger, um, to say the least. And yeah. I just, uh, you know, in preparing for us to record, I was looking at, like, so at WTF, what happened? <laughs> And the writer of the show apparently wrote and initially self-published, although you can buy them now. Um, he wrote basically fan fiction for his own show, but um, he he put together like a continuing their home fires novelization. Yeah. And I read some of the reviews and they say that they're not very good. But, <laughs> um, if you really, it was funny because the the people that were reviewing it were like, I had to know what happened with Pat Sims and Pat have to know what happens with Pat. I really how to like if someone if any of your listeners know how those like fan campaigns start, um, let us know. I wanna, I wanna, can we get I just I just like, need what, to know what happens with Pat. What happened with the parachute factory? What happened to Pat? What happened to Bryn and the baby? What happened to Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. What happens to um, Jane, the maid from Downton's husband, who obviously has PTSD? And oh, right, yes, oh, Steph, that's her name. Whatever happens with the um, Campbell daughter? Both Campbell daughters. Well, I, the, one, the one just is like, I'm going to be a nurse, and then she disappears. She disappears. Um, and then the other one is like pals with David Brinsley, who's now they're both air observers. They're in the observer corps. Yeah, and I love that. I really, I really, I I would love to see. I really would. I feel like maybe in the hands of some other writers and showrunners, it could be really quite good because it's already good or it's already entertaining. Yeah. So I feel like it could be good. It's a weird little show. Like the woman that plays Claire, the housemaid that marries Spencer, the conscientious objector. Um, she's, oh, right. I forgot about she's her. like, she's daffy. Like that character is really <laughs> daffy. Like as, at first 
I was like, oh, this is like the innocent, right? You know, she's not, but no, but then as time goes on, I was like, no, I'm interested in this character. And she's really like funny. And yes. And I'm like interested in their like relationship. He, he's, he's, is not terrible and has an interesting, like he's the conscientious objector and he has to go through some things. Yes, he's shunned by the village. He's shunned by the village. And they, I love that they feather his bike because he's a coward. Like, give me a break. Lord. Interesting. um, It's interesting to watch. And like, clearly, it's a television show and, you know, life's rich pageant. I'm sure there were weirdos and whatever dissenters in those days too but like I'm, I'm watching the show and everyone's toting around their little cardboard box with their gas mask in it all the time I love that I'm like I don't know I was it made me think about like the, the pulling together like the, the victory gardens in the U.S. and like digging yes. up a cricket pitch to plant food and like all this stuff and I was like interesting because I just don't think that would happen now <laughs> no I think that are you um, kidding since we all subscribe to, you know, different realities oh, now. It was I a little bit. Even. I, I, yeah. I, just, I mean, can you imagine if somebody was like, what we're going to do is dig up. Um, what we're going to do is dig up Wrigley Field. Or yeah, we're going to dig up Wrigley Field and plant corn on it. Do you know how much people would lose their minds? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of other places to plant corn, but still. <laughs> I just, I, as an yeah. example, as a thought starter. As a, yeah. As a prompt <clears throat> for you here today. <laughs> Overall, I recommend the show. Even Overall, though it's, it's fun. Watch. It's a nice watch. Home fries on Prime Video. Home fries. <laughs> um, I love that you just put your stake in the ground that you're going to want. I, See, I've not, I can't get into Shetland, so. I have a longing for Shetland right now. I resubscribed to BritBox or Acorn or whatever it is so I can watch it. You know what? I thought this was the case and I'm correct. There is a movie called Home Fries. Is it with Mandy Moore? Um, no, it's starring Luke Wilson and Drew Barrymore. Shit. I, it, that, I actually knew which one you were talking. I thought it was, I, yep. She's a, I think I've seen it. Not proud of that fact. She works at a fast food a diner. And she's oh, a drive-thru. Yeah, she's pregnant and Luke Wilson falls in love with her. Oh, yep. Now I remember it. Oh, well. Um, yes, I'm going to rewatch Shetland because I have a longing for cold, rainy weather and yeah. Garrulous men who are unavailable, emotionally unavailable. Yeah, maybe I'm not watching it because that's just too close to real life for me. Hmm. What else are you <laughs> watching? Going I'm watching Ted Lasso. <gasps> I'm watching Ted Lasso and I'm watching Schmigadoon, which uh, Ted Lasso is British adjacent. Yeah, we could we should talk about that show because I feel like we should talk about it because it is definitely I feel like it's while it is a strictly British television show, it is, is an extremely British no, it's about American an, show. Yeah, it's an American yeah. 
experience of British culture. And that's mostly a British cast. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And it is delightful. I'm also watching Schmigadoon, which is <laughs> just hilarious. And I adore it. But Ted Lasso, and we can talk about it in another episode, but it's like a little, it's like a precious little ray of light. Yeah, I know that there's some sort of there. I actually read a there's a meet, you know, there's a small Ted Lasso backlash of just uh-huh. like stop. We don't need the like perfect, like we don't need the man who is like the one good man thing. And I'm just like, you know what? Stop. I, I get it. Like as a society, like the one good man trope is bad, but also I he's but through Ted Lasso, we discovered that there are many good men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then even we... when people are, are quote-unquote bad, they can learn. Yeah, they can learn. Except for Bob. Bob deserves to die in his sleep. Not even in his sleep. That sounds painless. Bob deserves to die with <laughs> an ice pick in his heart. Well, Last season, um, we talked about the crown, and I just wanted to sort of briefly revisit. It has since come and gone, yeah. Yeah, um, season four has come and gone. We discussed yeah. season three last time, but I wanted to discuss Jillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher because I love Jillian Anderson unconditionally, but <laughs> I didn't I love al- that. I also love her unconditionally, and I think the issue with me and maybe the issue with you is that I love Jillian Anderson unconditionally and when Jillian Anderson is basically not playing Jillian Anderson but like I don't I love her so much that I don't like seeing her morphed into other things I mean does that make sense yeah it does first of all I mean I you know margaret thatcher so there's that and then but i love like i mean i thought meryl streep when she did iron lady or whatever did a great meryl or a great margaret thatcher so i didn't see iron lady Uh, i liked it i thought jillian anderson at the crown i thought it was was cartoonish at times yeah it was just very i would have preferred them to use a uh a uh, less known actor yeah I also have I mean I we texted about this when this was happening but uh Emma Corrin uh as Princess Diana it was just terrible I I know she garnered a lot of awards I just personally thought her portrayal was just painful to watch it was like somebody playing princess diana on a saturday night live skit yeah it was just i just it didn't it doesn't it didn't it didn't fit it didn't make sense i did give me give me elizabeth delvicky yeah i'm ready she's i i'm i'm ready for her i'm ready i'm I'm ready to see how they're gonna handle that because um I, Princess Diana was tall. Elizabeth Debicki is very, very tall, but the rest of the cast is not that tall. <laughs> not that tall. 
Yeah, I I didn't I I general I overall I really did like the season. I just Margaret Thatcher just, it did feel cartoonish. And yeah. um Emma Corrin felt not miscast. Miscast. Um I also watched Gangs of London in the interregnum. Yes. Between recordings, but it's far too I you're not a fan of <laughs> you're not a fan of gratuitous violence. Like yeah, I, I don't want to see people get cut up and stuff. So I'm just gonna make a side recommendation for our listeners. If you are it's it's not scary. I'm not good with scary things, but if you like crime drama and are not squicky about some gore uh you know gangs of london is great it's gonna come back for a season two sometime thoroughly recommend hey did you personal recommendation not Mm -hmm. a not a pod wide recommendation uh my recommendation is did you watch lupin on netflix I didn't. I um, keep, I have it saved in my list and every time it's like, I should watch that because everyone loves it and then I just don't care. I think, um, I think it's fantastic. And it, the second, they divided it into parts, <sighs> season, but the second season it ends, it's coming back, but it has a satisfying ending, um, which you know is not always the case. These shows that are mm. like a year apart, but Omar C is fantastic. And I didn't even, you can, I'm sure you can watch it in the original French with subtitles, but I watched the overdubbed version, which typically I don't like. Yeah. It didn't bother me. It's very compelling. Oh. Yeah. Instead of watching new television, I've decided to rewatch uh, Deadwood for the 8,000th time inexplicably, <laughs> but like that's my safe space for some yeah. reason. And yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of time, let's be fair, like, there was a lot of time I spent watching all of the Marvel um, TV shows, so that's why I haven't been watching a lot of Netflix stuff, because I was watching other Marvel content. I watched a lot of documentaries during the pandemic. But I had to draw the line at anything that was like too recent, like no 2016 election <laughs> rehash. Oh no. God, I can't watch that. Um, I haven't I watched watch. any good documentaries. I did the art, the Isabella Stewart Gardner art thing. The yeah. podcast was better. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I haven't really, I don't, I haven't really watched anything that like has, you know, Stuff on Disney Plus and Apple TV are really doing it for me these days. Oh, I mean, oh. I watched The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I watched that too. I watched um, I watched The Dressmaker with Kate Winslet, which was yes, we discussed that. I love that. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Um, should we watch? Like, I, I would love to propose like a couple episodes of season one of Call the Midwife. I could do that. For next, I love how it's next week. 
uh, let's time. be real for next time, whenever that may be. Yeah. But uh, I yeah, I can do that. Sorry, I had to go across the room to retrieve a wandering mod. Oh, hello, mold. <laughs> hello, tiny small dog. Yeah, mm. let's do a couple of episodes. I would love to actually kind of rewatch it from the start. And I feel like it's easy. I believe I'm checking Prime right now. I believe it is on Prime. We can do that. So that's agreed. And we hope that you have enjoyed. Oh, it's not on Prime, but I feel like it's on PBS or it's, oh, yeah. it's got to be somewhere. I it's feel like easy. it's everywhere. It might be even on Netflix. Hold on. Let me just, I'll just check. I'll just do a quick check and confirm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's on, it's on, uh, Everything but the most recent season is on Netflix. So we'll do that for next time. We hope you've enjoyed yeah. uh, returning to a more coherent and <laughs> uh, orderly and uh, democratic, small d democratic societal <laughs> pod. Um, yes, things are wild out there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So they are wild, but uh, they are calm. And soothing in British here. Um, I mean, okay. we're seeking silence in World War II, so what <laughs> tell you? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> um, so again, I'll, I'll go ahead and we're on, we're on social media. And by that, we, I mean, mostly Sarah. Uh, on Twitter, Letter T and Sympathy Pod. Uh, we have a website that, again, Sarah maintains because she's miraculous. Uh, teaandsympathypod.com. We have an email address, teaandsympathypod at gmail.com. Please email us. We'd like to hear from you. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash teaandsympathypod. Are you from Nigeria? Are you a real person? <laughs> Please um, listen to us literally almost anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Um, anywhere you buy your podcast. Anywhere you buy podcasts. Do you want to buy this podcast? We <laughs> like money. Uh, <laughs> send us your show ideas. Because, you know, I feel like we would love to watch what people want us to watch. We just pick things that we like to watch. But maybe there's things that people want us to watch. You know. Um, but... Until next time, um, you know. This is the Tea and Sympathy Podcast signing off. Yes. Goodbye. Sympathy Podcast is hosted and produced by Melissa and Sarah. It is recorded from Cleveland and Nashville on Zoom using Blue Snowball USB microphones. Teen Sympathy is edited in Audacity, a free, open-source, cross-platform audio software available at www.audacityteam.org. Teen Sympathy is hosted and published on Podbean.
Thanks for listening.